Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring one of the great radio shows during the 40s and 50s, Frederick L. Collins, the FBI in Peace and War. Now, the FBI in Peace and War. Another great story based on Frederick L. Collins' copyrighted book, The FBI in Peace and War. Drama thrills action. Tonight's story, The Wildcatters. doing here? Just looking. Did you see that sign down there, Private Road, keep out? Yeah, I saw it. You mind pointing that gun someplace else? It might go off. What do you want here? Uh, nothing. I just thought I'd take a look at your layout, see if I wanted to work for you. Okay, you look. Now get out. Don't come back. All right. Wait a minute. Who told you there was work here? Guy down in the village at the garage. What do you do? Rigger. Where'd you work last? Around. Like where? Oh, just around. You know where it looks like you're working a pen someplace? You on parole or anything? If you weren't holding that gun, I'd let you have one for not minding your own business. Uh-huh. You heard anything about our operation here? Just talk. What kind of talk? Oh, the usual. You've been drilling this well for something like two years. You're down to 10,000 feet. You're down to 15. You got oil. You haven't got oil. Just a lot of wildcat talk. How much do you pay? Less than anybody else, but you get room and board, and I don't ask you any more questions after this. Suits me. All right. Keep straight ahead on this road till we come to the office. Maybe we can use somebody like you. In the bayou country of South Louisiana, a man named Jim Packer bought 500 acres of submarginal land and set up a company to prospect for oil. Shares in this company were sold through direct mail advertising and also in large blocks by Packer himself, who was a persuasive salesman. Associated with Packer was a man named Otto Haas, who supervised the drilling operations. For more than two years, the Packer Oil Company drilled, and in this time, three-quarters of a million in stock was sold. As the third year approached, investors began to get impatient for results, and a complaint was made by a large shareholder. The Securities and Exchange Commission requested an FBI investigation of this complaint. Good morning, Anna. Just set it down there, will you? Did you butter the toast? I brought a knife. You can butter it yourself. Thank you. Now, when he comes back from the post office, tell him he can get his own breakfast. I'm tired of waiting on the both of you. Now, Anna. Yeah, yeah, I know the whole story. We can't get any help out here in the middle of the woods. It'll only be for a few months, and then we'll go to New Orleans. Anna, do you mind, please? I've got work to do. A few months. It's going on three years. Where's those fancy clothes he was going to give me? 
Where's the Cadillac car? You've got the Cadillac car. You can ride all around the country selling stock, acting like a big shot, and he's got to stay out here in this pest hole, and i got to stay with him. Otto! Don't tell him that I just said anything, will you, Jim? You'd better get his breakfast, then. Don't tell him, please. <laughs> Do I ever? Please don't, Jim. Well, good morning, Otto. Hello, Jim. Anna. Your yes. uh, charming wife is just on her way to fix your breakfast. You want eggs, Otto? No, just juice and coffee. In a few minutes. She bothering you? Only mildly. I'm getting real fed up with that nagging female, Jim. Ah, uh, forget it. Someday I'll send her back to the bean wagon where I found her. Sure, sure. But meantime, she's the best cook you ever married. Any mail? Yeah. Five more this morning, Jim. I think we ought to get out while the getting's good. Read this letter. Suckers are getting worried. They want results. They want dividends. Sure they do. And you just read this circular I'm sending out to every stockholder we've got. Look at this. The first page, only one single word on it. Oil! Exclamation point. Jim. Look, Otto, we've only touched the surface on this thing, believe me. I can sell twice as many suckers as we've got right now. With no oil, no dividends? Twice as many, just as long as you keep that drill going. I don't Otto, think... there could be oil here, you know. They brought in that well over at Calcasieu Parish, didn't they? That's 40 miles from so here. So what? Do you know how big the West Texas Basin was? Jim, you know what I think? I think you're beginning to believe your own swindle. The first step in our investigation of the Packer Oil Company was to evaluate the claims made by the company against its performance. Throughout the three-year period, dozens of reports and pamphlets had been sent to the shareholders, each promising that a few thousand feet more of drilling would produce oil, and each suggesting that the stockholder increase his holdings. The pamphlet that interested us most was one that presented a geologist's report on the results of the drilling. This was the type of promotion on which we could base a charge of fraud if we could obtain positive proof. All right, down there, Michael. All right, you guys, that's it. Oh, Mr. Hart. Yeah? I want to talk to you a minute. I'm busy some other time, Mark. Yeah, well, I'm not busy, and I want to talk now. Let's go into your office, huh? Look, miss... Save it for inside. You don't want the help to see you arguing, do you? You know, Marks, I got a good mind to slug you, Wimp. Go ahead, try it. What do you want? Well, I've been here a month now, Mr. Hines. It'll be a month on the 6th. You'll get paid then, is that it? No, that's not it. If you're looking for more time off... I don't need any more time off. That one trip into New Orleans was enough. I got what I wanted, and now I'm ready to make you boys a deal. What are you talking about? This piece of paper. It came in the mail this morning. Now, where's Mr. Packer? Never mind, Mr. Packer. Well, you ought to sit in on this. Well, I guess you can tell him. Look, I'm giving you two Mr. minutes. Mr. Hash, you remember the first day I came here and you poked that gun in my face? You know what I said to myself that first day? No, and I don't care. I two said, bits. Len, this is strictly a phony setup when they want to keep people off the property with guns. Now, what are those guys hiding? Okay, get out of here. So this past month, I've been working on that problem. What are they hiding? You know what I found, Mr. Hass? I said, get out of here, Mark. Take your hands off me. Hey, what's going on, Otto? Let go of him. Hello, Mr. Packer. Come on in. What is it, Marks? I just wanted to have a little talk with Mr. Hass here, and he started throwing his weight around. Jim, this looks like a shakedown. I don't know what he's... Well, maybe you shut up a minute, and I'll tell you. What is it, Marks? Well, it's just what he says. Only I don't like the word shakedown. Let's call it a business arrangement. I want the job of drill boss. 
Salary will be $25,000 a year, half in cash right now. You see, Jim? Be quiet, Otto. What, uh... What makes you think we want that arrangement? Now, this piece of paper I was going to show them just came from New Orleans. It's an analysis of some soil samples taken from our drills. Cost me 200 bucks to get the best geologist in the business to write a report on it. Here, read what he says. You're not near oil now. You never were near oil. You're not going to be near oil. There's no chance of oil anywhere around here. You paid $200 for this? Yeah, and I'll bet you paid ten times that for the phony reports you put in your last spiel of the stockholders. Or did you write that one yourself? I wrote it myself. Jim. Never mind, Otto. Our friend here is a very clever boy. I think we may have to consider his proposition. $25,000. Mr. Marks, uh, or should I call you Len now? Call what you want. Just pay the money. Len, uh, would you mind if I talk with my partner for just a minute? After all, you've sort of taken us by surprise with your generous offer. Okay, talk all you want. But you'll lay it on the line, Packer, beginning tomorrow. You can keep that report. I got another copy in a good, safe place. First chance I get, I'm going to kill him. Oh, don't be a fool, Otto. You're not going to pay the money. Why not? Because I know his kind. That's only the first step. He'll keep raising the ante as he goes along. First 25, then 50, then 100,000. Pretty soon he's running the racket and we're working for him. This kind you have to stop before they start, Jim. Believe me, it's the only way to do it. In order to find out what was going on behind the carefully guarded gates of the Packer Oil Company, it was decided that Agent Reynolds would pose as a workman for the local gas and electric company. With the cooperation of the company, Agent Reynolds was provided with a company car and proper credentials as a power line inspector. Once allowed through the gates, it wasn't difficult for Agent Reynolds to return several times and get a good look at the layout. Hello, Inspector. Oh, hello there. Mr. Haas wants to know if he's found the trouble yet. Well, I'm not sure, but it might be in that transformer up there. It could be a power leak. Okay, I'll tell him. He uh, just wants to know why you people have to do all this fiddling around as long as we got power. If there's a leak, you'll get a real fancy bill next month. <laughs> why should you worry? <laughs> We've got to give you service whether you want it or not. Okay, I'll tell him that too. You've been using about 6,000 kilowatts normally, haven't you? Yeah, something like that. You figure to continue with that load? Well, probably, as long as we're drilling here anyway. What happens if your well comes in? Don't ask me, I'm just the hired help. Uh, you really think there's any oil under there? They wouldn't be drilling if they didn't think so, Inspector. How deep are you now? About 12,000? Yeah, more or less. You know, I'd love to take a little flyer in a deal like this, but the missus says keep away from oil. Oh, maybe she's right. Yeah, maybe she isn't. A friend of mine over near Big River bought 100 shares in a wildcat well, and he's in Europe right now touring around on the royalties. Oh, it happened. Yeah. If I knew it was going to happen here, I'd buy a couple of these shares, and I just wouldn't tell her. Now, you better just keep your money, Inspector. Yeah, I suppose so. I guess I'm not the wildcat type. Sergeant Wilson reporting is ordered, Captain. Sergeant, I want to talk to you about SGLI insurance. Sir, I've had it since I enlisted. In 1970, they increased the protection to $15,000. In July 1, 1972, the rates were cut by 15%. Now that $15,000 costs only $255 a month. Sergeant, you must be a financial expert. Oh, not really, sir. Well, you made a sound investment that will always protect your family. Uh, by the way, have you ever heard of XYZ stock? Oh, yes, sir. It has lagged recently because of the earnings-to-investment ratio is way below the level normally exhibited by stocks. 
Having established that a well was actually being drilled, the next step was to determine if the geologist's report in the Packer Company's pamphlet was correct. According to this report, a vast reservoir of oil would be encountered at about 18,000 feet. The stockholders were asked to subscribe to more shares to keep the drills going. James Packer kept on selling with direct mail and long-distance phone calls. Yes, ma'am, that's exactly what I said. Another 3,000 feet and we're going to hit. Well, yes, ma'am, I see. Well, now you think it over and let me know, eh? But don't wait too long, Mr. Giles. I expect this entire issue to be gone in a week. Yes, ma'am. Goodbye. Well, she'll take 100 shares, I guarantee it. You wanted to see me, Otto? Yes. Well, sit down and take the load off your feet. Any more checks in the mail? I didn't look. Jim, we got to get rid of him. Huh? Marks. He's coming up to see you later. He wants another 5,000 cash. I told you this had happened, Jim. I told you. In another three months. Oh, take it easy, Otto. Take it easy. This guy could loss up the whole deal. He could throw us in jail. No, I know. All right, you know. What are you going to do? I'm going to give him what he wants, temporarily. You're not. That's my money, too. He's not getting another dime out of oh, me. Oh, Otto, be sensible. I am sensible. He's got to be put out of the way for good. Look, I don't operate that way. You don't have to. I will. How? I've been thinking it over. He told me he likes to hunt. I'll go out with him sometime and we'll have an accident. Oh, no, Otto. I can't be a party to that. You're going to go on letting him blackmail you? I'll think of a way to get around him. You won't. He's got us in a spot in your nose. Now, Otto. All right. Let's get out then. Close down the well. Take what we got and get out of here. No, I want to go down another 3,000 feet. You idiot, there's no oil here and you know it. How can you be sure, Otto? Geologists have been wrong before. Look at the West Texas Basin. All right, Jim, that's enough of that. Well, I only meant... I know what you meant. Just stop talking, that's all. Okay. Well, Otto, I've got a lot more phone calls to make. Supposing we go into this some other time. It'll be too late some other time. I'll take care of it myself, Jim. Part of our plan to find out what was going on at the Packer Well was successful when Agent Reynolds became friendly with the drill boss, Len Marks. Agent Reynolds made five visits to the Packer Oil Company and managed on his last try to be near the site of the digging when a drill bit was brought up. From his perch on a light pole, Agent Reynolds could see that the bit was dry and that the dug-up earth was not soft, oily limestone, but hard rock. Later in the day, Agent Reynolds contrived to slip a few handfuls of this rock into his toolkit. With this evidence, he decided to conclude his assignment as a light company inspector. Mr. Haas? Oh, hi, Inspector. Now, Mr. Haas has gone to the village. Can I help you? Yeah, you can sign this worksheet. I found the trouble in that transformer. You're all set now. Oh, well, good, good. Uh, right there where it says customer signature. Okay. There you are. Thank you. And if that gives you any trouble, just call me down at the office. Yeah, we sure will. I'm sorry I can't give you a cigar or anything, Inspector. <laughs> we don't accept tips. Uh, just send me a couple of shares of stock and we'll call it quits, huh? Well, what would your wife say? <laughs> Probably throw me out of the house. She says there's no oil in this district and there never will be. Well, we might surprise her one of these days. I hope so. You people certainly don't give up easy. No, why should we? We're almost in the pay dirt now. No kidding. I could show you the drill cores we brought up today. You could practically squeeze the oil out of them. Yeah, but uh, don't, don't spread that around town, will you? Oh, don't worry, I won't. Uh, Mr. Packer, he doesn't go for those wildcat rumors. He says it's not fair to the stockholders. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be. 
Well, I gotta be moving along, Mr. Marks. Yeah, I'll tell Mr. Haas the job is finished. Okay. I may phone him from the office tomorrow. No, no, not tomorrow. We're uh, we're taking the weekend off. We're going hunting. All right, I'll call him Monday. Yeah, yeah, do that. Uh, where are you gonna hunt? Well, I don't know. Mr. Haas is taking care of it. He says he knows a big marsh around here for duck. Well, good luck. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, you wanna come with us? Uh, no, I got a lot of other business right now. No time for ducks this weekend. <laughs> Agent Reynolds gave his report on the soil sample taken from the Packer well. A meeting was held in the U.S. Attorney's Office in New Orleans, with the director of the Bureau sitting in by phone. It was decided that a charge could be made against Packer and Haas for using the mails to defraud. Agent Reynolds and I went out to the Packer well on a Sunday morning to bring both men in for questioning. Yes? Hello, Mr. Packer. Who is... Why, hello there, Inspector. I didn't recognize you in the store clothes. I'm glad to see you. What are you doing out here on a Sunday morning? We'd like to talk to you and to Mr. Haas. Is he around? No, no, he isn't. But come on in, come on in. You're just in time for coffee. Anna! Don't bother with the coffee, Mr. Packer. We're going to ask you to come down to New Orleans with us. Huh? This is Mr. Stevens, an agent of the FBI. And here are my credentials. I'm also an agent of the Bureau. Did you call me, Jim? Uh, no. No, never mind, Anna. I, uh, I thought these two gentlemen might want a cup of coffee, but, uh, as it turns out, they're not staying. Good morning, Inspector. Good morning, Mrs. Haas. He's not an inspector, Anna. They're both agents of the FBI. What? Where is your husband, Mrs. Haas? Why, I just told you, he's not around. Anna, they, uh, they want us to go down to New Orleans with them. What for? Well, I haven't the faintest idea. Uh, this isn't an arrest, is it? No, we want to talk to you. I suppose I could refuse to go. We'll get a warrant if you do, Mr. Packer. Uh-huh. I suppose it's foolish to ask you what you want to talk to me about. We'll tell you when we get there. When do you expect your husband to return, Mrs. Haas? I don't know. He Why, he, uh, he left very early this morning. Matter of fact, he's gone hunting with one of our men. Hunting? So if you want to talk to me, I can answer for my partner. Who did he go hunting with, Jim? Now, Anna... With Len? Did he go with Len? Yes, he went with Len. Anna, I don't Inspector, see why... Inspector, I know where my husband hunts if you want to find him. Anna, please. He hunts down at the in the marsh at the end of this road here. Thank you, Mrs. Huss. Can we drive down there? Yes, most of the way. When you come to the end of the road, Mr. Packer can show you the rest of the way. Huh? Shall we go along now, Mr. Packer? Anna, just what is the idea? Nothing. They want to talk to Otto. Let him talk. You'll see my husband's car at the end of the road. Maybe you better hurry. Coming your way, Otto. Get any? No. Oh, we're getting lousy, you know it. Raisin, Alpha. Might as well go home now. Oh, what's the hurry? I like it out here. Anyway, it's time for another drink. We've had enough to drink. <laughs> Don't be foolish. You think I come out duck shooting just to shoot ducks? Where's the bottle? In the knapsack. Now, in my part of the country, it's one pint for two ducks. Here, help yourself. I don't want any. Let's get home. Well, what's the matter with you? Are you always this jumpy out in the woods? I'm not jumpy. When I'm through, I like to go back. All right, we'll go. You sure you won't have any? I said no. Okay, okay. I just thought it might soften you up a little for my proposition. <laughs> oh. 
something like this stuff for softening up. What proposition? Well, how do I've been thinking it all over? You, Jim, and that hole in the ground. Now, that's the kind of a setup that I've always been looking for. I'm coming in as a one-third partner I just decided last night. One-third? Yeah, you, Jim, and me. I don't see how you can turn me down, do you? You're a pretty nervy guy, aren't you? Oh, I don't think so. Doesn't take much nerve. The cards are stacked on my side. You guys haven't got any way out. You're sure of that? No, more or less. I usually try to figure the angles in advance. Maybe there's one you didn't figure. Like what? Like a hunting accident with the accident happening to you. Take your hands off that gun. You wouldn't try it, Otto. With your record, you wouldn't stand a chance. I set an accident, marks with your own gun. This is an angle I've been figuring since the second week you came with us. Put the gun down, Otto, and talk sense. You know how this is going to work, Marks? I'm driving back to the house now and say I lost you several hours ago. I want to know if you've come back yet. When you don't show up by tonight, we'll go out with a searching party. Go ahead, run. You'll just get it that much sooner. Look, Otto, maybe... Look, maybe a third is a little grabby. I... You know what the search party's going to find? You tripped over a root, your gun wasn't on safety, and it went off when you fell on it. That's what I call figuring the angles, Marks, right down to the payoff. All right, Otto, I, uh, I, I played it too wise. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get out. I'll, I'll give you back what you paid me. You cheap chiseler, you're not getting out of anything. Don't do anything you'd be sorry for, Otto. Don't worry, this is one day. Stay where you are, Marks. and Otto Haas refused to talk or to allow an examination of their property, forcing the government to make an arrest and prove its case. When test borings proved the well to be useless and fingerprints showed a criminal record for Packer as well as Haas, both men were brought to trial. At this time, Haas implicated his drill boss, Leonard Marks, who was found to be a parole violator in another state. All three men were convicted, Packer and Haas of using the mails to defraud Marks as an accessory. Investors in the Packer Oil Company lost all their money to the Wildcatters. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Are you one of those who takes for granted the liberties and freedoms granted you as an American citizen? Take the freedom of opinion, speech, and expression. We have this freedom, and with it, the danger of those who abuse it with libelous and untrue statements, those who publish blasphemous or indecent material. This freedom granted to you cannot be taken for granted. All freedoms must be cherished and protected. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.